0: Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach. Uh, we're recording on the 11th of November. We're pretty much out of spring. We technically are in spring, but they're all a good race to the carnival and stuff. is sort of finished up. Um, it's been a pretty good carnival, pretty pretty good for us. Good, good fun with Nick as well, doing some of the Melbourne stuff, but that moves on to... A bit of a nothing meeting as well for this week, but um, I've got Tom and Kohai with me tonight to recap a bit of spring, our favourite parts of it, some of the interesting things, what we learnt, and we're going to go through a couple of races for Newcastle, which is um, the Hunter and a few of those races. But they've got 10 races there, we probably won't go through them all, but we'll go through a couple and uh, hopefully find some things, because they all do pay the same, that's the old adage. Um, if this is your first time listening, please just give it a little like or some five stars or all that sort of stuff. It does help. And you can follow us on Instagram and whatnot. Um, as I welcome in the boys, Tom, how are you? Yeah,
1: good, mate. I'm um, going up to Newcastle tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to going back to the Hunter where, uh, where I grew up and um, seeing all the Nova Castrians there. It's been a, The weather's been a bit terrible. But uh, if there's one track that can copy, it'd be that Newcastle track. And uh, they sold out a couple of days ago, so I reckon it's going to be a really good day on Saturday.
0: Coey, welcome in. Boys, what's doing? Uh, not much, mate. You're uh, you at the local, are you? What are you doing? Mate, I was in the local. I had a quick two
2: schooners before, uh, just doing a little bit of form and catching up on a bit of the latest sports and whatnot, and then... Uh, Doing this in the car at the moment. It's nice and peaceful, isn't it? <laughs> That's
0: what I like to hear. Um, the first thing I just read, just quietly, just before we press record, I read that Brett Preble, who's been flying, incentivized jockey and whatnot, um, left bloodied and bruised after a luncheon fight. Is it a, is it a case of just like small man syndrome, Tommy? <laughs>
1: I do, yeah, not sure. Um, some, some known uh, jockeys can get pretty fiery. I've been told I've got small man syndrome multiple times. Um, but I don't know, it sounds like he was at a real C-grade celebrity lunch There was uh, Scotty Cam, a few AFL guys, including Ross Lyon The former coach of the Saints, and Freo, Michael Gardner um, Mate, we've all been on those long lunches, haven't we? And um,
0: <laughs> Get a good couple under the belt, you yeah.
1: confident Yeah, I'm um, meant to be going to one hosted by Gary Harley tomorrow So I have no doubt it could end the same way
0: Cowie, you're you're um you're pushing five foot. Are you in the same boat,
1: mate? Uh, I'm just a lover, not a fighter.
2: Um, I just drink, have fun.
0: That's good. So you have not, a, couple
2: you're, da- couple a couple of darts. A couple of darts in
0: between. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. What um what did we make of spring? If we t- if we think about the Sydney side of spring, and we're not going to go Sydney v Melbourne here, but if we think Sydney at the moment, how was it um, financially? Uh, for me, it was pretty good actually. Had a pretty good spring for a change, um, Tom. How was it for you? Good, good on the punt. What did you make of it? Anything you you really liked? Anything you didn't like?
1: Um, I don't think it was good on the punt for me, but um, there was it was a different one because obviously everyone's still in lockdown. I think there were more. It felt like there were more eyes on Sydney in relation to Melbourne, and because we start our carnival sort of just as Melbourne. Um, heating up as well. A lot of our horses then go on to Melbourne. I just felt like all round the Melbourne Carnival, we knew a lot more of the horses over the four days. And I think that's largely to do with the Sydney Sydney runners that were running so long and we were running at Campbell when Race Hill was out of action. And we got to know the, the horses that were doing really well, put put a few runs together and then really showcase. I thought it was a great spring carnival in both Sydney and Melbourne. And yeah, I, I really thought it was really good.
0: Financially good for you,
2: Kohai? Financially successful for a spring. Um, Yeah, Tommy's pretty much nailed it. I think it was just, or not so much in the Melbourne side of things, but PVL and the lockdown ending and everything was timed so perfectly in my eyes. It was just like, you know, the week before Everest and pubs have reopened. uh, Everyone was a little bit up and about and, we were fortunate enough to be out there on Everest Day and it was just, it's just good to see people in large numbers at sporting events. And, you know, like, I think it was just, it, it, it's something that we won't forget for a long time, I think. It was just such a unique year being in and out of lockdown, especially for, well, Tunners and I, we were in the beaches. So we had the one at the end of last year going into the new year and then another one that went for, what, four months or something like that as we speak. And I don't know, it was very rewarding is probably how I see it. And Sydney spring was unreal. I thought like, I mean, Melbourne, we all know what's going, you know, it's, it's the big time of the year for them and they showcased all the good horses going around, but I think we unearthed quite a few over here on our side of the state and yeah, it it was just really good. And it's really long, I guess. It was such a long spring.
0: It was a really long spring, and I actually put a little vote out on Instagram the other day for people's thing, like, who's what's your favourite, Melbourne or Sydney? Melbourne got the a lot of the votes, I think, with um, the vast majority, so it looks like people still enjoy Melbourne, but I think Sydney might be sort of, like, sneaking along there, obviously, with the Everest and these sort of big races. Um, what's your thoughts, Tommy, with, like, just the continual, just upgrading of prize money? Like, to me, the Golden Eagle is now worth, what is it, like, $8 million or something, it's now worth more than the Melbourne Cup. To me, even if it was half the prize money, you're still going to attract probably the same field, right?
1: Yeah, I thought it was. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it was obviously the money was from turnover, and there was so much turnover on the Golden Eagle that Valenty thought, Well, may as well put the money back into the race and attract even better, and then make more money. It just makes more sense. Money creates more money, and then. Um, as we've said the last couple of weeks, it's good to have a nice side piece to go with Melbourne. Like if you're sitting on the couch, punting all on races, you don't want to wait 30, 45 minutes or whatever. You're just looking at the next race. So having Sydney and Melbourne together. And I think the fact that channel seven have picked up um, racing all year round as well, is going to be massive. I think we've got a lot more fans in Australia and I think it's, I think it's become pretty good. So I, the, you look at the Midways as well, they've gone pretty well since they've been brought in, creating more money, giving more people um, a chance to have a runner on a Saturday, and they're good betting races. So I, th- I think racing as a whole have been doing really well.
0: You in the same camp, Coey?
1: It's a long day, I'm not going to lie.
2: Ten races, I mean, you want your purse nice and uh, filled up and everyone's got the same desire to do so. But, yeah, I mean these bonus bets and all these specials that coincide with all these Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, mm-hmm. whatever the state and city it might be, it turns out to be what used to be probably what a four hour punting session, which we thought was long is now like a, a proper like eight hour sitting and it gets pretty epic to be honest. Um, well, I think we've all been quite top heavy on whatever occasion and you'll be betting at Toowoomba by the end of the day. So yeah, I mean, they've, In terms of wagering and what drives racing in general, I mean they've done an absolute masterclass on the world. I reckon, like a lot of the countries worldwide, whether it's the states, whether it's the UK, like we've we've shown them, you know, how profitable and how big the industry can be. So good on us and gamble responsibly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> when you when you think of something like I'll, I'll go to everest day so that was like the first day crowds could go back i was there and you look at something like nature strip right so nature Strip wins the everest it's huge there's a couple of other good wins the same day one of my other favorite races is that vrc sprint or whatever it's called dali sprint in melbourne and it's just like it's been so swindled that nature Strip's going around at a dollar 30 so is it a case of just too much shit going on tom uh yeah
1: there's a bit of that i think we spoke about it last week as well there. But um you're getting like a premier sprinter there I, I wouldn't be surprised if if we do go to uh england with nature's trip and it um it puts to bed a, a really good field i i just think as there's uh probably just a handful of sprinters that are really top ones and then it just falls away um yeah i think that's that's just the case like yeah we've got a lot of big races and that but it's it, there's only one nature strip and it, it's a champion. And it showed that Zaki did the same to a really quality field and was still pretty short. So um, I, I just think there's a really good crop of horses. Like um, looking at the Queen Elizabeth market for autumn, we could potentially have a clash yeah, of things like Ariel again, incentivize Animo, um, a Dabe coming yeah. back. Um, this espiona looks unreal whether Mm -hmm. it gets that far i think they're just throwing things in but it could reach the level at nature strip if they decide to train it as a sprinter or just see where they can go with it like thunderstruck um, even I'm thunderstruck yeah it's i think it's really good we've had a good spring and we've unleashed some really good horses like i can't wait to see where incentivize ends up like it's really good and now Peter Moody's going to train Spanish Mission as yeah. well. I think we're going to see some um, really good homebreds, and it's it's probably a good thing we didn't have a, as many internationals because they've really developed some really champ, good champions at home.
0: So, one of your one of your horses that you really like, and I think we all do, is Think It Over. I think It Over's had a massive spring, right?
1: Huge, absolutely huge. Yeah, um, like it ran in the Gong last year, ran really well in a Gong, and. To see where it's gone from there, like it's it's just crazy. Um they won a million dollar bonus, they've gone yeah. and they almost be very elegant. he's it, just he's got a really good horse. It's won like four
0: four of its last five. I think it won the Rose Hill Cup, the Craven, the Hill, ran well in the George Chalmsford. Lane. I think it ran a ran a place in that. Yeah, and then also won the Chelmsford. So look, Kerry Parker, I think it's it's be pushing Fuck, four million or something at least, prize money.
1: Oh, yeah. And that million dollar bonus as well from that Rose Hill race is just huge. And um, I think all the guys at Kembla, we're going to see some more stuff next week with Kembla hosting their big meeting. And I reckon we'll get a massive crowd there too. Um, the prices, you, they, they want a million dollar race in the um, autumn. And then they've got yeah. this other thing that should have won or was very close to winning a um a golden eagle encounter rupee so um, shows if you've got a good enough horse and you're you're a decent horseman like you can really be in the prize money eh
0: Kobe, um you mentioned a couple of things before we um, started recording any other standouts for you across spring I think you mentioned Golden Rose you mentioned Private Eye
2: Private Eye was huge wasn't it like I mean they had Joey Pride um, did wonders on this horse and the fact that it did so well in the so, oh, sorry the winter carnival for Brizzy I think it won the guineas over there or whatever it was and then from there they kind of mapped out a, a road map to getting to the golden eagle but along the way it's claimed a group one in the Epsom and that's I mean it's quite the quite the feat, really I mean yeah every trainer wants to win the the big big prize money races in which, you know, the Golden Eagle is, it's now a $8 million race, but it was a seven and a half a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you win that. I mean, you'll be lining your pockets for the pro- pretty much the next season, essentially. Like, you, you're pretty good to go, or you might go buy yourselves a couple of horses at the sales. I don't know what you do with the money. I mean, I, I know what I'd spend it on, but, you know, um, regardless, he's done wonders with that horse, and picking up a Group 1 on its way, you just go... That's a proper masterclass. Yeah. And once again, it's probably going to – in the autumn, it's probably going to go figure and run in maybe the Doncaster, I'm guessing, Uh, something like that. It'll be the mile at Randwick. And it's got – both those markets like you boys just touched on are absolutely mouth-watering. I know the Japs are planning to try and send a couple in to
0: the QE – you speak to, uh, some, speak what, to some relatives?
2: Uh, a couple of relatives, yep. A couple of the locals, and it sounds like they're vetting a couple couple of options. I mean, the prize money alone, it's just unbelievable. Like, you, the Golden Eagle in perspective, now that it's $8 million, it's the second richest race in the Southern Hemisphere. I know there's not crazy amount of racing like the North we have, like the Northern Hemisphere, but – that's unbelievable. Yeah. That's like, we didn't have the Everest five years ago, five years ago, six years ago. Now five years ago was the first running of it before that Melbourne cup was just hands down the biggest prize money race. And all of a sudden the Everest rocks up before, you know, you got uh, the golden Eagle and then, then golden slipper gets a bone, like a boost last week to $5 million being the richest two year old race in the world. Like, it's unbelievable how gangbusters racing is going over here.
0: It's funny when you think about um, people's springs and I think James McDonald, obviously he's been flying, but then he went off and I think he rode 10 winners over the carnival. He rode a couple at Mooney Valley. He won the Everest and he won the Melbourne Cup. So look, I understand it helps when you're on good horses, but mate, he isn't, he just fucking one of the greats, Tom. Mate,
1: um, we're, we're not going to see another one like uh, him for a long time, I reckon. He, um, I think I heard a stat where Ollie was only at 40 at the same age and look on to see what he's done. He's absolutely fine at his age. And for someone to have what, two years off in the middle of it as well, um, the you to know just say every horse he's on for the next few months, years or whatever, they're just going to be unders just because McDonald, he's, um, he's just so good. Yeah. He's, um, and he's only going to get better. I think. I think he's going to really take it up a notch if he can. Um, but yeah, he just he just seems to get the best out of every horse, and he, he just saw Zaki, like he just so confident riding. He put a really group one field to bed on Saturday.
0: All right. Well, I'll put it to you guys before we talk um, Newcastle. So, what was your standout performance of spring? You go. You got meant. You can have. Obviously, very elegant. You can have. The Cox Plate, you can have Nature Strip, you can have Zaki, obviously coming back after Cox Plate and then winning on the weekend was pretty bloody impressive. Incentivized Caulfield Cup, I'm thunderstruck, Private Eye, uh, Coey, you pick one that you were not even financially invested with. You were just like, fuck, that was amazing.
2: Well, if it was financial, it would have been I'm thunderstruck, um,
0: 100%. But
2: I, I just genuinely have to think that it's got to be the cup winner. Um, we all thought Which that, cup? you know, uh, Melbourne Cup, should mm-hmm. I say. Uh, I think she was just outstanding. It's it's hard to knock her back. And Tommy threw this stat at me a couple of days ago. that She's won 10 individual group ones, whilst Winks only won, well, not only, should I say, but she only won eight, 11 individual group ones. So just the fact that she's so close to what Winks achieved like, I mean, by all accounts, she could easily do that by winning, let's say, the QE next year. You know, like, who knows what her limits are. And, I mean, I'm going to suggest that it's probably going to only have one one season left in her. I reckon she will follow the same road as what Winks did and retired at about the same, same age, seven or eight. Um, but saying that, like, outstanding. Like, a proper training performance by the Waller camp, yeah, J Mac rode it a peach, but the horse was always trained to get Waller's first cup. It's had ten individual group ones. I think it's the fifth all-time highest prize money winner in Australian racing history. Tick, tick, tick. Like it's unbelievable. Like I think that's just I'm going to remember that one for a while. I'd so. say. All
0: right, you're with you're with uh, Mister Very elegant. Um Tommy. Yours.
1: I agree with what Coey said, but I'll, I'll just go a different one for the sake of it and just say um, incentive always winning a Caulfield Cup like that was just incredible. I think, yeah, well, he was just so good and even just um, had nothing go right for him and still run second and, and pull up lame in a Melbourne Cup. I think that was a massive effort and it's a massive horse and hopefully he just keeps going on with the form and we really see him kick on. He was the shortest price favourite since Fire Lap as we yeah. – sort of mention he was he was really good, but yeah, uh financially it was probably Torrens a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Um <laughs> but that at a good price. Uh but there's some honourable mentions. The yeah, Everest and Kosciuszko, to win a Kosyosko first up for um uh Art Kado was pretty special. Yeah, it's it's been a pretty good pretty good spring.
0: I was gonna say incentivize So like obviously when there was all that chat about drawing the car park and all this shit and like how will it go and uh, Delphi I think was out there as well the win by incentivizing the, cut, the Caulfield Cup was fucking unbelievable um, but I'll, I'll go with Nature Strip then so Nature Strip I'd been pushing it and yeah, it's funny like some, so many people are in Nature Strip's camp and just diehards with Nature Strip and the others are like oh it's a cat and it can't win and can't do all this um, the, f- the way it won in the Cup in, sorry in the Everest was fucking awesome um, Mask Crusader very unlucky um, I understand that but um yeah I think Nature Strip was really good it's been running really well and it's um well, best sprinter. Um, obviously, financially, I will talk about that too. So that was a big last leg for me. For um, a couple of multis, good being on track to it as well. But um, let's talk about some Newcastle. So this is um one of the one of the great meetings. This is the Hunter.
1: I'll be heading up to Newcastle tomorrow. Um, hopefully, I think the rain's going to hold off, and I think it'll be a lot better on Saturday. Um, I think it was a sellout a couple of days ago, so. They get around it, um, yeah. the Nova Castrians. They love their racing.
0: Yeah. Well, the first race is over 900 metres of the best. Uncorked is the fave. But Tommy, talk me out of Lord of the Hunter. Lord of the Hunter has already been backed. It's James McDonald. It's Nathan Doyle. It's had a start. Looks good to me. $7.50. Uh,
1: topical tip. Joey's returned. Uh, local trainer. McDonald. Um, it's the only one to have, I think, one of two to have a start and come second. So you've got to be thinking that's all right i don't mind the form of a horse like this last bid uh liam the trial form in scone uh comes second to a horse that came fourth in the breeders and it's not angela davies her name is amanda davies and she apparently she trains out of maitland and she's only a young trainer i think only like 25 or something and she does she's done pretty well with this uh horse in that trial and then held him back for this race i just think Jenny Duggan taking a couple of kilos for its first start. As long as it's fit, I reckon it could run a bit of a race against some uh, big stables, but you wouldn't be surprised the topical tip uh, Lord of the Hunter getting up.
0: Yeah. Um, Jenny Duggan's flying. Coe, you with anything? 900 metres the best in race one in Newcastle.
2: It's probably going to be just a dash for the line. 900 metres, a lot of these horses have never seen, well, the track, so to speak, so... Lord of the Hunter topical tip, obviously, as you mentioned. J-Mac on board. I, mean, I think it trialed on the the track there. I don't know when, but it trialed there. And the barrier could be a little bit sticky. Uh, uncorked, once again, it's probably found in the market. Strong barrier trial. It'll probably try and lead being Ad- uh, Gay and Adrian's horse. It's it's properly going to be a market watch. I think it's got to be up to Lizzie to find something that looks great in the yard, I mean, there's so many untried types. I mean, just keep an eye out. I'd be with the two of those from what I've seen in the trials, but yeah. shit, any,
0: anything could win being 900 metres. Um, I was going to skip race two, but there's a couple of horses here that um, I guess we can't. Um, Marin Parr is obviously the fave. It's been a little bit of a drift, but that's Nash and Chris Waller. That's um, That's had a couple of wins. I think it's... Four or five wins, so it's let's see if we can make it six. Um, Sacred Command, Tommy Berry, he's going as well. He's on the second favorite, three dollars ninety. Tommy Berry took the piss on the weekend. I think he rode the first three winners, but geez, that was good. Um, Zalago's had a bit of money for it. Prince of Aragon's there, Cisco Bay as well, but not much for me here, Tommy. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, um, big Maripar fan. After the first couple of runs, um, uh, this prep been going so well. Just stringing a picket fence together. Uh, and I reckon he gets a pretty soft lead here too. So and if anyone at the moment on the leader uh, you want is Nash, he's just flying. So I don't mind Marampa. In saying that, Cisco Bay and Sacred Command have been uh, pretty solid and horses to watch out for so and Prince of Aragon, I reckon maybe you just need one more run to really find the best of it again. But I'll be I'll be watching Prince of Aragon because he'll be winning a race soon. But give me Marampa.
2: Kelly. Okay. Myron Parr just wins with Nash on board, I'd say. I think he'd just control the speed and he will just win.
0: Okay. Um all right, we actually might look at race number three. There's been some things backed. So this whatever this is, Ray Ul, Cameron, Crockett, Hugh Omen, twelve dollars already into four sixty came at, obviously markets came out yesterday. Ceasefire's there, Casino Kid, might have to back that. Um, Shelby 66 as well that's a J-Mac and Danny Williams combo $14 when you see Shelby 66 with James McDonald aboard you have to probably have a a little thing and Tommy your horse is going around as well blow dart
1: yeah well one at Newcastle a couple of starts ago um, when the call almost called it something else Um, Shelby 66 if this rain keeps coming I think it suits it Um, but I'm one with you Zach I reckon this um, casino kid looks a good thing I think um, Reese Jones uh, claiming the three gets in nice at the way. It's uh, one on a soft track. Well, last last time it won the highway, it was a nice soft track. Um, Reese Jones came to town and won on it. And I just think uh, Barrier and everything really suits it. So I can really see uh, it running a really big racy casino kid. The, the one other one that scares me a little bit is Dylan Gibbons claiming three on um, Ceasefire. Um, we've seen what it can do. It's coming out of Kosciuszko form, that stronger form, and Dylan Gibbons, such a good rider as well. But give me Casino Kid.
0: All right, Coe, are you as confident as Myron Parr? Uh,
2: I'm st- staying with Casino Kid though. Um, Sees fire first time, 1300 metres, which is probably what it needs. I think the 1100 was a bit sharp. This prep, it's, it's grown a little bit more and wants a bit further. And three kilos off with Gibbo on, I mean, that definitely helps. Uh, Casino Kid, on the other hand, same same deal. Three kilos off with Jonesy on. A uh, bit of barrier, though. Uh, step up helps. Handles like soft and heavy going, I'm assuming so. So I'd be more in that camp. The, I guess the only interesting runners, you've already touched on, Raul. I mean, I don't know if it's ex-Gadolphin horse. I don't know if it needs that much of a – that's a proper proper move in the market. So, I mean, yeah. I'd be curious to see how it goes. Another one to keep an eye on. Uh, I guess Cav bringing straight power to Newcastle. Okay, draw and handles the conditions. So that, that'll be it, but Casino Kid on top.
0: There's a few all right ones going around in race four. 1600 metre, benchmark 72. This thing, Harvey's way, $11 already into 390. There is a five cent deduction. So pretty much these moves are still pretty good. Cream rises for, Jam, for Nash. Tampering, obviously Kerry Parker and Huey. Caesars Palace, um, friend of the show, they have a share in it. They'll be going up to Newcastle to watch that, actually going to play a poker game at his, not his place on Saturday night. Um, above and beyond, Jenny Duggan claiming two for Portelli, ladies' gem. There's a fair bit going on here, Tommy.
1: I think the form is that uh, midway a couple of weeks ago, I like Tampering Carrie Parker as well. Um, it's also never sort of running out of that top five positions. just been solid and QE's booked on. I think it... Sets it up from uh, Barrier 2 there pretty nicely. I'm worried about the Harvey's way. I think it's a horse on the rise. Uh, David Atkins said it's um, one of his best horses in the stable at the moment, so I reckon he can run a big race, but uh, tampering for me.
2: Racing too, I think, yeah. The, most of the form comes out of the four pillars the other week. Uh, tampering, drawn low. It'll try to lead. Bowman booking, great. Um that seems to be the case. I reckon that's where you should follow the money. Cream Rises is probably the unlucky horse out of the four pillars. Saw a lot of backsides. And Nash on, that definitely helps. You've got to get a, a proper ride out of him. Uh, he, he will ride the mount out. So it would be a race in two for mine. But I'd be more inclined to say tampering because of the low draw.
0: All right, tampering bubble. Um, Mighty Beal going around in race number five. A little bit of coming, I guess, for forty, three eighty. J-Mac, Walla, what a surprise. Love tap. Um, obviously coming uh, off a couple of wins. I cut a win. When did it have a win? I think it was like Kembler a couple of starts back. But um, ran, a, ran against, obviously, I'm Thunderstruck the other week. Um, that's 420. Been backed a little bit. Shibley cost me a lot of money on the weekend, beating Jazzland. That hurt. Lord Ardmore. Solar Apex is... Um, He's due a W. I reckon it's had a
1: couple of wins, a couple of starts back. But um, what do you reckon, Tommy? A bit of Love Tap? I think so, mate. It's coming out in a better form. And I think it looks the best horse in the race. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to be with Love Tap. Um, the only other one I can think of is Milkman. Uh, had that win at Eagle Farm in wet conditions as well. But now give me Love Tap, the grey.
0: Koei, are you uh, jumping someone else?
2: No, nah, no brainer. Love Tap. I think it'll just win. 420. Uh, Mar, and pa, Mar, Mar and Pa coming out of the race takes all the speed out of this one. Um, I I suspect that Love Tap's going to try and sit behind the leaders. And as far as I'm concerned, Golden Eagle form into a benchmark 88. I know it's carrying 61.5, but that is that was a strong race over 1,500 metres and I think the step up in distance, that's a little bit of a question mark with the, the weight it's carrying, but I just think it's the class horse to beat in this race. Um, can handle any condition, so the rain won't worry. It, uh, it'll probably let the, the others cross him and just sit leaders back. Uh, Shibley's an interesting runner. Short backup, I love that. I love that kind of form line. Rock hard fit, obviously. Very on board. Um, I'll give it – I wouldn't put a pen through its last start, It's more of a bit of a forgive-ish. I have a little bit of a... Yeah, I have a little bit of a query of that horse, but I I do enjoy the short backups, and if it's fit and ready to run, I figure it'll be in the minors, but yeah, Love Tap just wins this one.
0: I'm with you. All right. All of us on Love Tap. Uh, Checking race six. Oh, yeah, I guess we have to. Um, The Beaufort. We're probably going pretty quick through this. We can probably do them. Um, Shared Ambition is the fave. Um, Dylan Gibbons claiming three for Waller. Already been backed. 460, already into 340. Kings Charisma. Tommy Berry in the Eustace stable, 420. Kiss the Bride, Hush Rider. Tommy, talk me into Torrens.
1: It was such a massive win the other day. You wouldn't be surprised if it did it again. Um, Jenny on, still going so well. But we're starting to meet some, some pretty good horses. Dylan Gibbons on Shared Ambition. Kiss the Bride's been re- running really well. Um, horse like Yonkers in this rain as well, I wouldn't rule out. Or even um, Sweet Thomas trialed this morning over the 12.50 annual run tomorrow and uh, does like that soft, uh, the sting out of the ground. So running a big heavy, I wouldn't rule out something like um, uh, Sweet Thomas. But uh, I'm just going to go to the well with Torrens again. Just that form... Um, it's just an honest horse and I think if anyone else trained it we would be a lot shorter similar to how we're banking I uh, think it over last year um, we just kept thinking it was a fluke and it was just a really good horse and I, I reckon we've got another really good horse here in Torrens. so go back to the well
0: back to the well Cowie? hard
2: not to like Torren so uh, it's it's going to be carrying 50 and a half it's absolutely rock bottom weights and it's gonna it's hard not to back 50 and a half kilos, an uh, in-form horse, and Jenny Duggan on board. I mean, that's three ticks. But I'm just going to stick with what I think is the stronger form, I guess, which is shared ambition. Um, It's coming out of Group 2 company all of of this preparation. Rose Hill Gold Cup, which it ran in last, kind of got a little bit pestered. Didn't have quite the pace up front and... It got worn down late, and I um, mean things like Kiss the Bride went over the top of it. Thinking over, obviously, informed horse as well. I think it's just a far superior form line. Um, yeah, I'm with not a whole lot of confidence. I'm going to say Shared Ambition will lead alongside Hush Rider, and just just sit in the coattails of Hush Rider and just finish it off.
0: All right. Um Spring Stakes. First leg of the quaddy, race seven over the mile. We have Festival Dancer, Dylan Gibbons. He's got a, quite a lot of good rides today. Um, that's the favourite, 440. To Fresne, I think that's how you say it. I think I backed it maybe last start. Yeah, it came second to Kiss Some. that's right. Um, Dufresne.
1: Deframe after Andy uh, Dufresne? Dufresne in chain. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: Dufresne. Dufresne. $6. Coco Rowe, 6 Already been back to her. Huey Bowman, John O'Shea. That's coming in for a bit. Um, Lease. Contributing Factor, um, that's there. So Arnaquor, fuck, I don't know. I don't know anything about this race. Um, what do you like, Tom?
1: Mate, I'm going to go with the uh, local. I'm going to go with um, Contributing Factor. Apparently a couple of Hong Kong offers for this horse. Uh, Timmy Clark riding. Um, I'm calling the local boy from Gosford, I guess. Uh, strung a couple of wins together as well. I think it's the horse on the rise, and I think he can run a – Run a ma- massive race here. I know it's not coming out of the best form, but uh, let's just keep going. Uh, kept going with it. Um, yeah, just a local horse. I think it. I think it can really run a big race. Uh, looking around though, Festival dancer, the Deframe's Frame. the coming out of some really good races. Uh, Anna course scares me as well. Uh, John Devoire um, has done well with this horse. And um, mate, you can make a case for a few here, but just contributing factor for mine.
0: Bloody embarrassing saying Defresne. Fucking hell. I thought it was Dufresne.
1: Um, Koei, what do you like? Um,
0: poor from me. Very, su- super tricky race, this one.
2: I mean, um, they a lot of them do come out of quite strong company and I, I feel that this is easier, but that makes it tougher because they're all kind of ma- mapping the same form lines. Tommy's already touched on con- contributing factor, local horse. I think it's half a chance, but saying that, like, Dufresne, if it didn't draw the car park, came out of the four pillars and came out of the Bondi stakes, strong form lines, I think. Uh, Lee has drawn the middle and has – I think it might lead. I'm not 100% sure. There's a fair bit of speed out wide, so – I think Dufresne
1: leads, Kelly. personally. You reckon? Watch its win back at Rose Hill. Like, it dead set just um, – I mean, no, it's one way, I reckon to it really knows. run its best race. It,
2: it, it, but that, this is the problem. It's drawn the car park, so it'll only have the one choice of going forward. But I don't know if it will be crossing through the whole field is kind of my question. I think it might be trapped three wide coming into the first turn. And that would leave it in a very sticky spot. But where...
1: Anthony's not going to tell his other jockey to try and tack it on and rule both of them out of the race. I reckon he oh. takes a sit with Leafs and he
2: tries to get Dufresne to go forward. Fight, fight. Oh, I disagree. I think Lease will probably be underneath it. That's my guess. And then the likes of Holstein and the rest of them will probably, well, Holstein obviously being a different stable, that'll probably card it wider. And I'd say Holstein's going to try and cart, get a card off Lease. So regardless to what the situation is, it, it I think it maps as Dufresne being wide. Um, it being said, there's a lot of early tempo for a mile, I think. Um, it does bring a fair few horses in the back. And it'll give them a chance, so to speak. And I guess the horse that we haven't really touched on is Festival Dancer, which I think is the favourite still. Um, it, it's got a little bit of work to come across. It'll have to get lucky to find position. You'd probably be crossing your fingers and toes if you're one of the connections that it kind of settles, I don't know, three back, one out, that kind of thing. But that's, if it's lucky, it could be the first black type race that Dylan Gibbons wins. Who knows? Um, But I'm going to take a chance and I'm just going to say lease with the lead up form and the hope that it either leads or sits behind leaders and have enough left
0: in the tank for the mile trip. We got there. I like it, boys. I like it when you disagree. Um, We go to the Hunter. So this is their main race of the day. A million uh, up for grabs or prize money. Lost and running. Um, It opened a bit shorter than this, but it drew barrier 17. So it drifted a touch, but it still is 310 favorite. Top ranked, J-Mac and Annabelle. Um, Look, there's been quite a few people that are back in this as well. So obviously coming from overseas, first start. Um, in Australia, there's been a bit of talk about it. 480 Bandersnatch. There's been a bit of that too. Dawn Passage. We get out to double figures. It opened 15. It's now 13s. But we've also got Prime Candidate, which might be up the front too with Lost and Running. I assume. Um, but there's some other good ones, Tommy, like Gem Song, Kementari, Standout, Kriadaris, and Euro Fox. They've actually got a pretty good field. Even Sweet Deal. Who are you with?
1: Main serious race. Absolutely serious race. It's going to a whole another level. And you can see in the last race, like it's almost a record charge with so many. Good horses missing out because we're pretty quality. It's top ranked. You could get $26 in the all in, and a lot of punters smashed it. Um, and then you saw it's, if you said it's trial, it uh, brained all those other horses. Like it just looked to uh, um, adapt to the conditions more naturally than all the other internationals to the Golden Eagle. I think um, I think it's a leader as well. And I think in this race, it, it will sort of. Go towards the front. Um, I've got to be wary of it, the big grey, top ranked. Um, in saying that, there's one at odds, Kementari. Yeah, it's it's hard to tip a horse like Kementari in a race like this, but um, the Dolphin have had some success in it. It's been running really well. That first up run in the sprint race down at Flemington, where it absolutely brained, and we thought we're seeing the old uh, Kementari again, and That's then bizarre. it's running the Sydney Stakes. Um, it sort of got hampered, but still managed to come on for fourth. And I, I don't think it was too disgraceful behind Eduardo uh, last start. So I, I'm going to be really wary of Kemintari and even Reheran off a break as well. We know what it can do when it, it's fresh. Um, but lost and running deserves a bit the favourite. The wide gate's the big thing. But um, these conditions all week suit lost and running. Bowman, O'Shea wouldn't be going Newcastle, if they didn't think they could win, and I think O'Shea's pretty bullish, so I think it makes a really great race. Storm Passage uh, could run really well, and there's a few others, but um, I'm going to go to the International and have something on commentary as well.
0: Cole, okay, are you giving any love to uh, Prime Candidate? I don't mind that at 15s. No, I
2: mean, it, it
0: ran really strong
2: last start. Definitely did. Um, I just think this, this makes it interesting. It, Lost in Running is, hands down, the best horse in the race, I think. It just has the strongest form lines, 1,300 metres. We saw what it did in Classic Legend Stakes. Obviously, the gate, like Tommy mentioned, is super sticky. It's drawn very wide. But I don't think it's going to be too much of an issue. It's going to be rock hard fit going into this. I think it, it, we've seen it run on all three, you know, good, heavy and soft. So I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, I'd be putting my money on it. Saying that, obviously, I guess the easing of money has come after the barrier draw. Uh, top ranked, I just, yeah, a lot of people would be expecting it. It's five from five first up, which is huge. But I just genuinely think that it's too short for it, as in the distance. So it's a genuine miler, this horse, and I'd be keeping a close eye to it when it comes to the, the autumn. I mean, the likes of, who knows, the Doncaster Mile might scream loud to it i'm not sure but it all its wins been over this mile so the fact that it'll probably prefer that the track is a little bit heavier that way it'll be a tough for 1300 where it's probably figures to be a 14 to 15 it'll feel like a bit further but it's saying that it comes out of group one company so it's got a lot of class this horse and you know i mean annabelle's been is it Annabelle that's got top ranked? I can't remember. Yeah, But regardless, uh, she, she's low flying. <laughs> like, you can't doubt her tactics because she's been absolutely flying with every runner she's got. So, yeah, keep wary. Uh, One Smokey, if it does keep raining and if it absolutely buckets in the next 48 hours, it'd be something like Never Talk. And I guess just the Chris Lee's factor, being a Novacastrian and. Um, it, it swims for fun. It'll be a backmarker. It'll probably have the last say. I don't mind it for the price, but I would be with Lost and Running.
1: All
0: right. You're with the fave.
2: Fav. Uh, just,
1: a... yeah. just before that, Zach, I'm um, just going to say uh, never talk. Still needs to get the run, third emergency, which is a bit tough. Yeah. But story with this top ranked as well is it was on in an online sale and these two people kept bidding. Annabelle kept bidding against this other person. They found out it was Australian Bloodstock. Anyway, they managed to talk about it and they said, let's go 50-50. We'll buy, uh, we'll go halves in it. You can train it. And that's how they got to this horse. So they both, Australian Bloodstock and Annabelle, really like this horse. That's how this relationship came together as well. So, um, I, yeah, I, I think we might have a good horse here. Uh, and I think it's going to spell after this race, no matter what, as well, because um, massive
0: opinions of it. It's did you watch much of it overseas? Was it real impressive? I haven't seen anything really. The Doncaster it, seen... it, it it ran in a race called
2: the Doncaster Mile Stakes over there at Doncaster. It won that day by one and a half and that, but that was only a listed or group three or a listed grade. I can't remember exactly. Mm. But it it handles the the soft going well and I mean yeah, I think I genuinely think it's a mile and that's what they trained it as over there. Whether that is applicable for over here is, I guess, what we're waiting to see. Um, the company has been on the stronger side of, you know, mediocre. Yeah, like it, it hasn't beaten any world beaters, but it's been competitive enough that it's it's had a decent contest.
0: All right, well, it looks like a pretty good race. It's pretty bloody open, um, but. We uh, have two more races still to go. So if we look at race number nine, obviously it's a benchmark 78 for the girls. It's over 1,400. Norwegian Bliss is um, the fave. Um, I think it's coming off a bunch of wins too, isn't it? I think it's won three on the trot. So I'm looking for four. Uh, Andrew Adkins and Nathan Doyle. Fashionel, Laura Lafferty is claiming three. She cost me a pile on the weekend, but good on her, winning on that rough on the weekend. That's on the drift, though, for John O'Shea. It's out to five. Probably will try and lead. Tinker McPhee at 750. Grande Ramore... Um, I think we've talked about this already too, this horse. has had a couple of starts off a trial as well. Barossa Ross is there. Miss Einstein, Dylan Gibbons claiming three. That's already 23 bucks into 11. So there's a bit of money around for things. Um, but, mate, Tommy, Tinker McPhee, J-Mac, Waller into 750?
1: Yeah, interesting. Um, had a couple of trials as well. I think I'm just gonna to have to let that one go round and just see see what sort of horse we have there. It, it does set up for an easy race, but I just think um, John O'Shea and Fashionel with Laura Lafferty claiming the three, here gets in nice weight and coming out of better class as well into a benchmark seventy eight. Uh, I just think I think um, it would be really hard to beat at five dollars.
0: What about you, Cody?
2: A heap of early speed in this one. I don't know who's going to lead and who's going to sit back or behind or what. get caught wide. It's heap of speed. Um, as you've already mentioned, Tinker McPhee, interesting runner, uh, came fourth in the NZ 1,000 Guineas. That race is a mile. This being 1,400 would be far more suitable. I think it ran favorite in that 1,000 Guineas, but it just didn't have the legs by the end of it. And... 1400 would be much more suitable saying that yeah I don't know how I feel about the first up Kiwis this late in the season um Waller and J-Mac obviously you can't argue with that combination but it'll be a watch for me I guess one that I don't mind specking will be Norwegian Bliss Sticky Gate but heaps of upside it's put a picket fence next to its name uh yeah, I have literally no confidence which way to go with this. I'd keep a close eye to the market though. But yeah. those two, I'll keep it close to my chest: Tinker yeah. McPhee and Norwegian Bliss pretty tough one
0: um, alright the last obviously we got a couple of good ones um, at the top of the market here I, over the 1300 we got Gravina for JMac and James Cummings and we got Catalan uh, for Tommy and Cummings as well the two good often runners obviously 360 into 310 for Gravina Catalan is 460 to 380 Catalan had a really good win um, last start with Nash somehow just broke through everyone and won Gravina people have been <laughs> been backing and it's been stiff it's a bit of a non-winner it's um lost its last couple when it probably should have been a bit closer um acquitted is there for Chris Lee's at 10s. much much better for it's been that opened 15 it's already into 11s. it's been back today um, as well as never talk there that's for, there as well Tom like we said um on the lead pretty big odds at 17s but um these two gooddolph runners are you with them
1: I'm with one of them and that would be the shorter price one uh, I think McDonald on this horse suit seat Really well, and a wet track. Um, over with the Grovena again. I know I was pretty heavily with it, uh, last start and didn't provide. And uh, you can say that with the two starts before as well, but I think this race sets up for it nicely. Um, so <laughs> there's a couple of horses I'm scared of though, like never talk, as we're saying. Genuine wet tracker, a bunch of owners will be there, um, setting up to win a race like this. Acquitted again, Chris Lee's could just. Pull a rabbit out of the hat with this horse in this sort of race. Catalan, as he said, with just really nice win first up. Just tough win. Much, much better. Gary Moore's nom this for a Hong Kong international race. So he must have a decent opinion of it. On the lead, one last start. You just keep going with a few of these. Pandano at $23. I know I was in it uh, last up, but... With the, sting out of the tra- uh, with the sting out of the ground and at the home track, I think you can run a massive race. Kinloch hasn't been itself maybe a home track. Now you can go on and talk about horses like Brutality at $34. How is it $34? It's it's a tough race. I've got to be with Gravina, though.
2: Where are okay. you, I'm with Gravina. They say fourth fourth time's the charm, isn't it? I think I've been on it every start, this preparation, and we've been luckless. So I'm hoping... Uh, that's not really my brain talking. Uh, I think it's more of my heart, just saying you need to back it again. It's it's looking like the race once again, and it's it's the get out stakes, and I think we've been caught out a few times this prep. But uh, my money will be on Gravina. Tommy's already touched on Pandano. It won the provincial championships qualifier at Newey, um last preparation in February or something like that, and. It can handle all types of going. Jenny Duggan on board. I can see a bit of merit being $23 as well. But, yeah, my heart says Gravina and I can't look any, anywhere else with J-Mac on board.
0: God, he's just he just gets so much confidence, doesn't he, J-Mac? You're like, all right, well, he's on. He wins. Same with, like, Zaki on the weekend. You're like, don't worry about what happened last start. Just jump on. J-Mac's on. Um, All right, well, JMac, obviously you're going to save the day at the end of the day, so we'll um, we'll load up on that. But let's work out a uh, a multi. All right, I'm going first, so I can get in before you guys. Um, Let's go, (laughs) (laughs) our Playboy, race number seven at Cranbourne, just a place in the Cranbourne Cup. I reckon it'll run a place. Zach Spain aboard, love tap. Uh, We're all in agreement there. I'm assuming you boys have it as well. I'm going win. Um, 4.20, and Gravina, J-Mac, to steer the ship home in the last. You're getting 23 of the best. Thomas, take over.
1: Fashion Owl Place, Love Tap Place, Casino Kid Place, April Rain Wins in Melbourne, $13.44. If you feel game, have a couple of them to win, but let's just go to the places to get us home.
0: Kowie?
2: Mara and Pa to win, race two. Love Tap to Place. So taken, we'll will head up north. So taken to win in race three, and then Tambo's mate in there featured the Keith Nailed to place for thirty two bucks.
0: I like that. I like the, the um, Tambo's mate. So what's that's their? This is kind of starting to be their carnival, isn't it? This is is this like round one or? week 1 that they've sort of got their bigger horses coming in obviously the Herovian's going around that want to stack races i think it
2: starts more so like this is the first listed race for their carnival but i think it starts in about fortnight's time yeah. is my understanding without looking at the calendar too deep because we're just all exhausted from all the horse racing that's happened
0: mm. but, um, I, don't, I don't i don't mind the summer carnival at i am well, eagle farm i don't mind it at all but I, I, I like the little story of the horovian i wish it um hope it does well um, but I'm with you, Koei Tambos, mate. It's not in my multi, but um, it'll be getting a bet uh, for Mr. Golan. Um, anything else? <laughs> anything else? Any other wages? Any sport what? we need to talk about? Obviously, the cricket is happening. I think we play the semi final tonight. So fingers crossed we play the final. And I think the final will be against New Zealand, which is fantastic because the palms are out.
2: Mm, that, that's the best bit about it. The palms are out. Yeah. At least, at least, if we don't make it, let's say it's a Paki pakies versus New Zealand, we're we're going to be barracking for New Zealand.
0: Yeah. No, I, so I don't mind. I don't mind it. It's been it's been all right. It's been it's been pretty good. Um, all right. Well, that is that is racing tonight. We're going to bring back a couple more of the sport podcasts in the very near future. Um, there's obviously the NRL draw is out. Um, Kohai, I'm absolutely filthy. There is no Sunday Arbo game at. Brookie for the entire year. That is um, shocking. Um, can, I, can I ask her what's doing there? Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe they just want to, I don't know, maybe Turbo just, or those, He maybe he just draws a big crowd for like the night games, like Thursday night, Friday night, I don't know. But it's pretty sickening because Brookie's a great spot for Arvo games. But I'm assuming we just have a bunch of Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. I reckon might
1: have something to do with the hill as well still.
0: Um, oh, here we go. It's got asbestos. it and
1: that. Yeah. Yeah, used
0: to be a tip. Um. (laughs) all right thank Thank you you. boys Um, you can go watch the rest of the Socceroos hopefully we get the W